The United States now has a space force. Assets are already moving over from the Air Force. For a look at what steps the Defense Department must take to ensure success of the Space Force, we turn to the Associate Director of the Aerospace Security Project at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, Caitlin Johnson. Ms. Johnson, good to have you back. Great to be back. Thanks for having me, Tom. You've done a pretty in-depth look at the legislative proposals and how they differed and how they came together to create this thing, which the president signed into law just a few weeks ago. What does it look like? What did... What have we got here in terms of a space force? Well, we do have a new military service for space. It is uh, the sixth military service along um, with the Air Force, the Navy, the Army, the Marine Corps, Coast Guard. So uh, we do have a full independent organization that is going to solely focus on space. It is within the Department of the Air Force, like the Marine Corps, within the Department of the Navy. So they're kind of similarly structured like that. So it is something familiar that the department has, you know, already has a handle on. And the hope is that by mimicking the Marine Corps structure, it will be an easier transition into a full working Space Force. And what are its specific duties? For example, the Air Force is responsible or has been for launches of satellites. Primarily, the Space Force is responsible for the Organize, Train, and Equip mission. This is their Title X authorities um, given to them by Congress, the responsibility to be able to recruit, train, equip, and by this we mean developing ground systems to operate the satellites that they then also acquire and, and launches to launch the satellites into space. And you also note that the Army and Navy space components are not part of this, so there's still this they are not. multiple. So that was something under debate for quite a while, um, but at the end of the day, Congress decided to leave the Army and the Navy out of this. Um, there has been kind of talk that if the Space Force is very successful and it needs to grow maybe into its own independent department, they will bring in those space components from the Army and the Navy. But for now, it's just what was formerly, uh, formerly in the Air Force. And what is this whole thing costing the first year? Yeah, so in the first year, the Congress has appropriated $40 million for the Air Force. Now the Air Force, or for the Space Force, the uh, Trump administration did request $72 million, so it is a bit of a decrease from, from what they originally requested. But by the time the budget um, and appropriations bill came out, we were already about a quarter into the fiscal year anyway. Um, so it's not as, as drastic as people are making it seem. I think over the next few years, we will obviously see that grow, especially if the Space Force can prove themselves useful and that they are taking this seriously and making these changes that Congress is requesting. And just as there were no new people, is this also no new money, just a transfer or reallocation of existing funds, or is there some new, new appropriation for it? This is, it's pretty much no new people and no new money. Um, Congress, both the House and the Senate, were very um, aware that they did not want to increase the top line of the defense budget. And so this is uh, pretty much a reallocation of what had already been going to the Air Force for space. It's basically just a reorganization of an already existing um, or previously existing um, organization within the Air Force called the Air Force Space Command. This elevates it by giving it these Title X authorities, um, giving it authority over its own budget. Um, but in reality, it's probably the same people doing very similar, if not the same jobs. So they'll have a new pin then? Yes, new pin, new uniforms, maybe different ranks. All of these are, are still up in the air, but um, these, these things are, are kind of what catches people's attention, especially the uniforms. There's a lot of talk about that, but in reality, there's a lot of serious uh, concerns with the um, 
growth of this organization and the culture and establishing how um, it will run that need to be focused on first. We're speaking with Caitlin Johnson, the Associate Director of the Aerospace Security Project at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. And let's go into some of those issues. What do they need to do to be successful besides have nice uniforms and hats and pins? So to be successful, the new Space Force really needs to, uh, you know, launch, if I can if I can throw in a space pun, immediately. It needs to take a hold of the budget that it has gotten from Congress to be able to operate, rethink, you know, what were the pitfalls that were causing, um, you know, these persistent problems that are trying to be fixed by the, by the new service, and how do they address them? Like any organization, it will take some time to get up and running and be fully effective, but they have the eyes of the nation and the eyes of Congress who are, of course, in charge of their budget uh, as well as as their existence. So I think they really have to uh, work twice as hard as the other services um, in their first few years to really prove that this organization is making the changes the nation needs for our national security space assets to be, um, you know, proliferant as well as defended and, um, you know, and, and, supporting our other military services and our service members who use space assets every day. And what about some of the functions that are done by civilians, say acquisition, those kinds of things, budgetary work? Those civilians will be also moving over, I presume, and what will life be like for them? So life for, for um, you know, your average Space Force service member as well as the civilians will be pretty similar to what uh, – Life was like when they were part of Air Force Space Command. Uh, it'll be the same jobs um, as well as kind of the same role. I think, you know, hopefully they will be invigorated by this new agency um, and that General Raymond, the current commander of the U.S. Space Force, will be able to um, really get them excited and, and thinking big and as, as well as listen to these new big ideas and, and see if there is um, are there are there opportunities for change, um, especially on the acquisition side, which has notoriously been hard, especially in space, um, to to get uh, satellite programs up and running as well as launched. And what kind of timeline do they have for setting a strategy and showing Congress, I guess, primarily that they're on the job and they know what they're doing? Well, I think the Department of the Air Force, uh, which the Space Force is in, has really set itself its own timeline about uh, six months to get the Space Force really up and running. They know that the eyes of the nation are on them and that Congress is really watching how they, how seriously they take this, this um, new, uh, you know, role and responsibility on. Also, a, a new military service hasn't been established since the Air Force, and that was, you know, over 70 years ago. So they're taking it very seriously. I think we'll see some big changes or at least some uh, some real concrete uh, uh, work done in these first six months of the year. Caitlin Johnson is Associate Director of the Aerospace Security Project at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Tom. We'll post this interview and a link to her article at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. 
Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.